Okay, we are back. It's Courageous Conversation, Cece and Karen Stars. What up, Stars? I'm going to call Hi. you my last name from here, though. <laughs> hey, Cece. Oh, happy day. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. I find we don't see each other that much. So when I do see you, I'm like, ah, oh, yes, it is a breath of fresh air. Oh, thank you. I love to You're be welcome. a breath of fresh air. Um, <laughs> Good to know. (laughs) Next time I see you, I'll either be in Scandinavia or if we're skipping that time, I'll be back from there. So I'll have some adventures to talk about, hopefully. I hope you do some geocaching in Scandinavia. That would be sick. I'm definitely going to do that. And I've already booked uh, a kayak the glaciers tour. So... Me and another friend are going to be kayaking around the glaciers. Pretty Put cool. me in your suitcase right now. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. Even though I've never been kayaking in my life. And it probably is quite dangerous to go kayaking the glaciers compared to kayaking like regular lake or river. <laughs> Well, but I'm like, yes, yeah, sign me up for the danger. There's there's so many different, you know, I've been out on the lake, just Elephant Butte here. And when it's super calm, super easy, just like no brainer, I could do it with my eyes closed. And then I've been paddling back when a storm's coming in and the waves are coming up and the current's going a different way. And it's a little bit of a challenge. And then I've been on a river, just like the lazy river here, Rio Grande, not looking like it has much. And then you're on the river and I hear some sound I'm like, whoop, what's that? Rapids coming up. And I flip my boat on a river that you look at and people go, that's so easy. So sometimes it's just, you just don't know with water. You want to have humility, lots of humility. (laughs) And that's why for sure, even though I'm, I'm kayaked for years, I'm going to go on a tour with a tour guide. There's only me, a couple of us, but we're going to have one or two guides and uh because I don't know their water and I don't know what yeah glaciers do to the water you know what kind of current you're going to deal with and kind of Loch Ness monster might be up there good luck (laughs) that's the other part of water a lot of unknowns that we may never find out until they choose to let us find out I would tell you, I know this is about NBC. We want to talk about NBC, but I will tell you the one that probably the scaredest I've been on a kayak was, was way back in my twenties when, um, I, I was a pretty avid athlete and I lived in Hawaii and some friends said, Hey, let's go kayak, you know, out on the ocean. And so we left early and we went out and the tide changed. And this was like, a lava beach, not no people hanging out, just like way uh, south on Maui. And um, boy, I had a paddle super hard. I just had images of me being sucked to the ocean. Like I couldn't even get back to the shore that we started at. I had to go into a cove and wade out and then like rest and try to do it again. And it was every person for themselves. Like at this point, yeah, I went out with two other people, but have my own boat. And when, when the current's pulling you like that, it's like, okay, good luck. Bye. (laughs) See see you. I'm, I'm gone. First of all, that sounds terrifying to me, but also the fact that you said like, yeah, I went and I went in a cove and knew that I could like wait this out 
and then I'll go and try it again. Blows my mind because I'm telling myself I would be in a panic and I'd be like, all right, just take me. Just take me water. <laughs> I don't know where to go. You don't like, want to no, be no, taken no. for sure. No, I definitely do not. But in that moment, I don't know what I would do. And <laughs> so clearly, I, um, I don't know, instill more, uh, what's the word, fight in my in my water game <laughs> in your water game yeah. <laughs> anyways huge i bow i bow to the strength of the water for sure for sure um i bowed my head like yes <laughs> oh we were talking earlier and i i i was reminded of this quote by victor frankel who says um in between stimulus and reaction there's a space and that's where your power lays or lies um uh, and we kind of talk about this in our last last podcast too when it came uh down to kind of like checking in before you let your story spiral like to me that that's the space mm-hmm. that you kind of are like all right I have some choices here I can do these things I can look at myself I can look outwards I can see what the observations are I can see what my shackles are all of that in these moments and here's my and therein lies my power so do i want to give my power away to the stimulus or do i want to actually be empowered and say hold on um maybe that will be my ultimate choice maybe i'll go with whatever the stimulus is and i'll get angry or riled up or excited or whatever it is maybe that will be my choice but if it is I'll know that I, it's my choice that I have chosen fully, 100% self-responsible, accountable, all those things we like to throw at people, make sure they're accountable, get some self-responsibility that comes from within that comes from, you know, the space of our power of going, okay, here's a stimulus space. And then I get to choose how to react. Yeah, so there's like stimulus, space, choice. And when you're, to me, my view around it is when you are aware of of each piece, it is easier, easier. But (laughs) to have this, like you're saying, that self-responsibility because you are aware, I made this choice. Mm -hmm. And I knew that when I made the choice, these things could take place afterwards. Mm-hmm. it has impact in some way or another um and now like every time you say something I, I, like a scenario pops in my brain I'm like oh I think I did that and I don't even realize in the moment <laughs> well <laughs> do you want to hear a quick story absolutely sure so the other day I'm talking to someone and they said the statement like something to the effect of like talking to you is like talking to you know it was like a support system I forget the name something I was talking to you it's like talking to this software support system and in the moment I was like uh I don't know what he means by that so I was like quiet for a little bit and I didn't know what to say so in in my confusion I chose to say sorry because I didn't know and I wouldn't normally say like yeah I'm sorry but I just was like it's my thought process is this. It seems like he's upset about something. I don't know what he is upset about. I am confused. I don't know the words. 
what other words would I use that could also express confusion? Like all these thoughts are going through my mind. And I'm not saying that this is like the way to go about it. I can also tell from Karen's face, Karen's like, that's not how I would go about it. (laughs) But mostly I'm recognizing that like, I was aware in that moment of all these things floating. And so, yes, the word came out, sorry, like confusion. I, I think you're annoyed. Like, this is my thought process. I think you're like annoyed or frustrated. I don't know if I'm the stimulus. Yes, I am apologizing for something that may not be the thing. Like, I may not be this, like the actual stimulus, but like, it seems like you want to hear this in a way, like all these things, right? Going through my head. And then afterwards, after I said that, he goes, well, he's like, I was just on the phone with them and everything was so loud in their background and their voice was low and I couldn't hear. So in the moment, my voice was lower. I had a lot of background noise. We were in person. There's a lot of background noise. He was like, I just can't hear you. And I was like, oh, okay. And so then, so I talked about it with someone else and then they're like, oh, I thought, I thought that that person was, <laughs> this is the great part to me that everyone has different stories. Stories. They thought, I thought he was just saying like talking to you is like talking to a computer. Like you're, like you're smart and you move through things quickly. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, yo, that's <laughs> so great. Cause I was just it I had I was just confused. Like I could sense irritation. I could sense, you know, something's going on, and that's it. So that long version, just to say, whoa, I was aware of that space and like had all these thoughts crossing through my mind. I knew that I was saying sorry. But I'm like, hearing your sorry is not as I'm sorry, but as a sorry? It's kind of like a question. Yeah, that's exactly how it came out. I was like, uh, I'm hoping this one word thing with like inflection, Excuse like me? say more. Kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like say more, please use more words. I don't get it. And it it was funny is it was like rec- kind of recognized, you know, and then he went into the yeah piece set and I was like, oh, so it's not, it's just, he wants to hear. He can't hear. This is now another time that this has happened and it is frustrating. It didn't have to do with the content. It has yep. to do with the, the quality of hearing for him. Yeah. yeah. Background noise. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my it, face when you said, <laughs> you're like, Karen wouldn't do that. Um, it was when you said, I couldn't think of what to say. And you had just said, I felt confused. And I was thinking, I would have said, I feel confused. <laughs> right? Yeah. That also is a choice to make. I was like, oh man, like, what, what do I say? <laughs> I can say the thing I'm feeling out loud as well. Like, hey, I'm confused. <laughs> What's up? What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can, we can look back on our day and notice many times when we've had this awareness, this space between stimulus and choice or reaction. Um, That's why journaling, you know, is so great or being in some kind of practice group or some kind of relating thing, Um, empathy partner, dyad, I don't know, talking to a friend, taking a walk, walk and talk, but 
Um, like that walk and talk. Walk and talk, yeah. <laughs> just just checking out, like reflecting, reflecting on your day and going, hey, I did that there, or um, I could have done that there. Here's a space where I could have done something different. Um, yeah, you know, like when you're in the shower and you're like, this is how I would have gone about that conversation. <laughs> no, no. In my oh. showers, I am so present with just the the <laughs> wonderful feeling of the water. Like, you're, I'm, washing, I, you're actually washing all of that away. And I'm like, I'm just <laughs> creating a new lifetime series. <laughs> <laughs> it feels so good. It just feels so good. Yeah. Being in the shower. Um, yeah. So one of the. I I love that story. And while you were talking too, I was thinking of a couple of other places where, where that gap for me is very short. I would evaluate as very short. It's like on the phone with customer service. So now that I experience and give and know what empathy is, when I'm on the phone with a customer service and they're not they're not in an empathic space, but they're maybe in a right, wrong space. It is harder for me to, to take that moment. So, um, for example, I'll give you an example. I was doing some geocaching lately and I just got brand new tires on my car Woo-hoo. and you know, they're upwards of a thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. So I am, but I'm in a Subaru. So I'm like, I can pull off the road. I can go through this brush. I can go over this rock because I'm in a Subaru. And <laughs> those uh, commercials, they really landed with you. <laughs> I'm in a Subaru. I can do it. Commercials do t- yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> and that is not true in Southern New Mexico. Let me tell you, because we have these things called mesquite bushes and their thorns get long as, as my finger. They're long. They're spiky they hurt and they hurt tires. So I ran over this bush and um, sure enough, thank goodness, not out there. The air didn't come out there because the spine stayed in. Uh, but overnight it went flat. And so I went to my local shop and they, they patched it, but they said, you know, it's on the side. So you may want to, you may want to replace this. And uh, before I did, I noticed that that patch again, start to lose some air or actually there was another spine in there. So now we're getting to a point like, yeah, I'm going to have to replace this new tire. So I call up the Subaru, which for me is a four hour round trip, two hours there and two hours back. And I start to talk to the guy about, you know, at this point, I wasn't sure what it was. Um, I knew it was a sticker. I didn't know they were called mesquite, but I was like, I told him, I said, there's a sticker. And he said, no, a sticker wouldn't do it. So right away, we're in this kind of right, wrong energy. He's like, you must've went over screw. And I'm like, I didn't go over screw. And I could see myself going down this lack of patience, stimulus, going right into a choice of telling him he's wrong without taking a breath. And you know, so eventually we did that a couple rounds of that. And then I took a breath and I, I know, I know him from before. And I said, you know, blank his name. 
I have a really good relationship with you. And I see that I'm getting into right wrong here. I go, you know, it doesn't actually matter what punctured the tire. So I'm going to bring it in. I'd like to bring it in really early. I'd like to get this done and that done. And so I, I, I pulled it out, but there was definitely a point where I was thinking, I'm the customer. Do not say another word unless it's empathy. I, <laughs> I, and besides that, I'm right. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I like understand that that whole scenario when you're there and you're like, okay, this is like, what happened? Like, no, no. You're like, uh, I was literally there. <laughs> I am familiar with what I'm talking about. And they're like, absolutely not. I'm like, I will literally fight you now just so you know I'm right. And then like realizing in that moment where you're like, hold on, that detail's not important. What's important is that the tire like has a puncture and I can't use it. Are you able to help me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so much of our time is spent on that. The, 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 I want to say. I was about to say the wrong road, but I don't want to say that diverging roads that maybe don't meet needs for efficiency or certainly not connection, ease, peace, all these things. So our world becomes increasingly chaotic when we take these little divergent roads and the more aware I am of nonviolent communication, the more aware I am of my own capacity for empathy um i don't know where i am of like oh am i in right and wrong right now the more i can choose peace in my world and less these divergent roads unless of course i'm geocaching then man i will take the smallest road (laughs) the geocaching uh humor pro tip (laughs) which one is it I can't find geocaches, just little topics, sometimes for the life of me. Karen will be like, I found it. And then like, how? I've been out here for three hours. You came out here for two minutes. Except for that time I tried to cr- climb that brick fence in that um, Phoenix. Was it? Phoenix? Yes. I have the best picture of Karen trying to climb over a fence and a wall, not even a fence, like a full on wall and I was like oh homegirl is <laughs> she is determined she will get that geocache and later I went because we had to drop Cece off and um later I went back and I just drove around the other side it was the easiest cache ever it was just <laughs> on the other side <laughs> that's why you're like I know it's on the other side of this wall and but- you know that's the same thing though with communication. Like this is a great metaphor for for communication because sometimes we just go at the wall instead of taking a step back, regrounding, reorienting, and go. Let's take the easy path. You know, let's aim for connection. Yeah, and that still like kind of to me goes back to what you're saying is like when we take the time to just sit with a little bit of that space in between like stimulus and reaction, we can say, oh, I've been trying to climb over the wall, but there's literally a path right there to the left. I will take that path because it is uh, less strenuous on my whole being. (laughs) 
Yeah. And just something can, to sit with. <laughs> we can conserve our power. You know, and, if, and I think back to the quote, and I don't want to make light of this because certainly Victor Frankl wrote what he wrote when he was in a concentration camp and his choices were about um, how much power can he have in his world when he's completely powerless and helpless on the outside. And so his work was interiorly, I have power because they cannot take this away from me. They cannot take my um, mental empowerment away from me. Nobody can. And so we can think about that when we're in situations, maybe quote small ones in my evaluation, like, you know, dealing with this car or ones where we're, we're thinking that our livelihood is um, going to be impacted or, you know, raise it up a level one where we're actually fearing for our safety. And if we can remember, we still have a choice at that moment and we still have access to power. Exactly. And so where can people go to practice or just talk with you more about accessing that power in themselves? Yeah. If you want to recharge your power, come to a practice group on Tuesday night, check it out. If you go to mykarenstars.com, all of the upcoming trainings are there as well as uh, a link to, to write me about practice group or you can go to networkforNBC.org. And I also want to start, I know this is a year and several months out, maybe almost like a year and a half, but in September of 2024, there will be a nine day training. It's called an international intensive training in New Mexico. And we may have a day excursion of geocaching in my <laughs> but in certainly. <laughs> certainly you're invited to come. We'll be getting that up on the cnbc.org website, but not until probably won't come out until September of this year, but start saving your ducats. I mean, your money, because, um, there's, it's a little, you know, it's a little piece of change. We do have scholarships. And the first one that I went to, honestly, I got, I did a GoFundMe. I got donations. My mom sewed, uh, jackal and giraffe ears. I sold them. You can make it happen. Like you start baking cookies now and you will have enough money by next year. Become a Girl Scout, sell those cookies. <laughs> You'll be there. Uh, that's awesome. I'm really glad. I know I've heard about it in a, in its pre moments. And so now knowing that it's like coming to life in September of 2024 is very exciting. Um, and you just might catch me out there. Let's go. Yeah. Cece and Karen live from the IIT in New Mexico. That'd be sick. Um, so yes, definitely go <laughs> check that out. You can uh, email Karen at stars at organizer at gmail.com. Check out her website, karenstars.com or um, the network for NBC as well on their website, which is networkforNBC.org. Right. That's it. All right. So have fun. Keep cool this summer if it's summer for you and be safe. Thanks for listening.